Welcome everyone to another episode of the Campus Waterfowl Podcast. I'm your host Derek Christians and this weekend for the Collegiate Waterfowl Tour I am in Kansas City of all places this weekend. Um, it's funny because this is actually the first time ever of the entire tour where a student sent in a picture to the page and then like the following day I sent him a message asking like hey can I come hunt with you and I kind of want to get Jack's reaction right away. What was your reaction to that? It was kind of, he told me earlier this week. Well, so. my, re my reaction was is uh, I was checking to see how the picture was doing on that page or else I would have never seen that DM because <laughs> I, I check my Instagram and my phone not very frequently. So it was by a stroke of luck that I had actually saw the message. Yeah, and, and I was in a scramble too myself trying to find a place to hunt this week and trying to get some more content for everyone to watch uh, just because everyone's going back to college now and, and you guys are still actually on your Christmas vacation, correct? Yep. Yeah. So, um, and that's and that's kind of... Uh, why I'm here and I, why I felt like this would be an awesome opportunity to, to highlight these guys because um, I believe all of these guys went to high school together and so you guys will be able to hear their stories here coming up of how they met one another, why they got into waterfowl hunting and, and I think so many of you um, that are on break right now or what, if you're listening to this back at college uh, can relate to, to these guys um, as well. So um, before we get started though, I have some companies to thank for all their support this hunting season. Uh, Tetra Hearing, Kent Cartridge, Onyx, Ducks Unlimited, and Drake Waterfowl. Couldn't do this tour without their support. And uh, I know all the, the students out there appreciate their support. And uh, So make sure you guys check out their websites, follow them on social media. You guys know what to do. So give them the, give them the love they deserve. So this is stop number 10 of the tour. Uh, the goal this year is to get to 12 colleges. So hopefully by the end of January we'll get to two more minimum. Uh, at a minimum and maybe a third extra hopefully uh, but then february march april may june we got some really fun stuff planned for you guys uh, this off season so stay tuned for that as well but uh let's get into the podcast introductions first let's start michael you want to go first yeah i'll go first all right all right so my name is michael palmer i go to school at maple woods community college and then after community college, I plan to go to Northwest Missouri State University and get a degree in wildlife ecology. My name is uh, Ryan Tyrell. I go to Southeast Missouri State University, and I am a uh, professional pilot major. My name is John Rourke. I'm a freshman at Northwest Missouri State University, and I'm majoring in business with a minor in military science. My name is Jack Massey. I'm an Alpha Gamma Rho at the University of Missouri, uh, majoring in ag business and uh, minoring in uh, entrepreneurship. My name is Kenan Kabilski and I am going to the Air Force in hopes of a career path in security forces. You guys are a busy group. You guys yeah. are all different places as well now. They're all yeah. different places. All spread out. How does that make you feel? I, I, I'm asking the hard question right away. I think, I think it's cool that you know we all get together and meet up hot as much as we can. I mean this entire since we the day we got back to or back home from school, I think we we've hunted over half the break. So I think it's pretty cool that we break close and uh, get to hunt a lot during our breaks. So. Is this your how many years out of high school are you guys? Uh, I'm, is, I'm we're one. This first. is our first. They're all one. I'm a year older than them, so I've been okay. out two years. Okay. And how has it been, kind of, that going your own separate ways and then coming back? Have, like, how's that been being kind of away from home? We've all we've all been in really different places. I mean, John was in basic training. Riley's all the way down in the boot hill. These two have been at home, but he's working full time. Uh, I go to school at Columbia. I travel back for most weekends, so I'm here a lot. But not everybody's always here. So it's hit or miss. Who's here? What weekend? Or who's here? Do you try to line up weekends uh, where you guys are coming back? Try to stand. Mm -hmm really contact with one another yeah we got we got group chat and we all try to communicate when everybody comes home on a weekend or mm -hmm. so we can get maybe a hunt together or just even if the guy just hang out one night or maybe for a weekend or so so we stay in we have pretty good communication with each other that's good what about like while you guys are back at like at college or doing your own thing do you guys have other people in those areas to go hunting with as well or do you try to come back home most of the time if, to do your hunting? 
Uh, myself, I just I just come back home to hunt. You know, I haven't been at school very long. Just my first semester, uh, this semester. So uh, I've really got you know met the people that actually you know hunt a lot down there, or just place to store all my stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I just got back in October from basic training, so I haven't started school till. I leave Monday. Supposedly <laughs> tomorrow, yeah, but I'm not going to miss this. So, uh, so, yeah, same, really, just been home. I haven't got a chance to meet anybody there that mm-hmm. Waterford Hunts. You know, we, we have a couple buddies that go up there, me and Micah. And so, hopefully, when Micah gets up there, we'll be plenty of places to hunt up there, too. But it's better at home, I think. And where's that at? It's up in Maryville. It's about an hour and 20 minutes north of here. In Missouri still? Okay. Yeah. I've done some hunting at school, uh, hunted with some uh, guys in the Mizzou Ducks Unlimited chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, had, a, had a great hunt, uh, North Zone, uh, the Monday after North Zone opened, uh, but just we traveled central Missouri, uh, where Columbia is, where I go to school, uh, average hunting. There's, there's some places that are great, but it's, it's average. I'd, I'd rather go home where all my stuff is, and I know what's going on. Yeah, you're familiar with the area, you got access, and yeah. Save, it saves a lot of headaches. Yeah. So. And that's what I like about staying close to home. Like, we can go anytime we want. Like, mm-hmm. I can take mornings off of school. I, I always have Fridays off. So, we've been, we've been hunting quite a bit this year for being in school and, and work. So, yeah. it's been nice. Yeah. And what is, what is the season like in Nebraska? You said we're in the, are we in the central zone or the north zone right now? We're Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. Missouri has three zones. We're we are located like the very north part of the middle zone. You can't go. You can't go much farther north of here. Mm -hmm. And we're like, like I said, that's just our duck season. So our duck season closes tomorrow. Actually, it's our last chance to shoot ducks. So what what day is that, January? That's uh, twelfth. The ninth. It's the ninth. Ninth. Yeah. Yeah. So so we got we got till the first weekend of February to shoot geese, but ducks are closing up tomorrow. How's this season been treating you guys so far? I think overall, like, I think we've we've hunted a lot, but we always kill birds. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been pretty consistent with birds and better hunts here and there. But in like this area, it's not it's not fantastic. Like we all know that it's not like a Mound City or Sumner, Missouri. But we have a good amount of birds. I think we get our fair share. Do a lot better than most people mm-hmm. so. compared to other seasons. Uh, that you guys have hunted, how how's this one compared? Uh, I'd say it's pretty close. Uh, I mean, I, f- I feel like you know the birds are kind of weird this year. I mean, we just got the per- a major push of birds this past past week. We can a warm season. The weather warm. very warm yeah, season. Ridiculous. There's been a, was there? You guys got a couple cold snaps, didn't you? Though the last mm-hmm. not really. The we had one. Week, the last we had one cold snap like weeks. two days. Yeah, one time and that was it. High fifties through December. Our yeah. first snow was last week. Yeah. We haven't had any consistent weather. We've had a consistent cold two days, and then followed up by three warm days. So it's like... Like up the, to 50 degrees. It's, it's, I mean, it's been, it's been 50, 60 one day, and then later in the week, single digits. It so 70 the, degrees it's, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> the birds, I think the birds have had a hard time figuring out when to come down and what to yeah. do when they actually get here. And you guys were telling me stories... You had no, you know, people that were shooting teal still. Yeah, here. Oh, yeah. yeah. North, even north yeah. of here. North, yeah, north the, when, north with last last weekend, <laughs> last weekend they were shooting teal Teal-shoots. limits in uh, in northern Missouri, northwestern Missouri. That's, that's insane. Yeah, I was talking to a student, yeah, in Oklahoma, and he said the same thing. There, this is such, like, even for Oklahoma, he said they're shooting teal down there, and they found that strange and never seen it before. Um, so how long have you guys, I haven't, this is one question I haven't asked you guys all, all weekend, but how long have you guys all been waterfowl hunting and what kind of got you guys into it? Um, you just start with the end going circle. Or? Yeah, that sounds good. I started my freshman year of high school, the first time I ever went hunting and it was goose hunting. Mm-hmm. I didn't duck hunt until junior year with these guys. Um, just started goose hunting, fortunate enough. My family lives on 40 acres, just about two miles from where we are, in a spot where there's all kinds of birds. And like, I had never done it before. Like, my family's deer hunters. I had no idea. And then a buddy I met through playing high school football, um, that's still my best friend. We threw out six decoys in a dream. That's all we did. Six decoys in a dream. And there'd be 
like we would kill like one bird in a month maybe mm -hmm. it was just the best time it didn't matter how many we killed what we did it was just always a blast and it was just like it was so i was different i was used to deer hunting mm -hmm. you like sit in the silence like I, I love that too but and then once you get to know everybody else to do it you meet so many guys and there's just nothing like sitting in a blind with everybody so yeah for me uh, my my dad really spiked my interest in uh, waterfall hunting uh i waterfall hunted since i can remember with my dad just on and off Real, he's a really busy guy works hard so he doesn't get out too often but uh i remember just as long as i can remember going out hunting with dad so uh, that's when i really started then uh moved up here to smithville my uh when i got into middle school and uh started started really getting into it like you know freshman year uh eighth grade uh jack and i started hunting quite a bit together and then uh you know I, we just all kind of started joining together as as a school school years went on and uh, i think that's pretty cool but i love every second of it if we kill no birds see no birds or kill a limit i love it yeah for me kind of the same with riley i just as long as I can remember, I've hunted with my dad. My dad's always worked in the industry, so I've been super lucky with that. And then I moved to Smithville around my freshman year, and I kind of fell out of it a little bit. And then I met these guys and just started coming with them. Love it. And same as everyone else said, it doesn't matter if you kill birds or not. It's just always a good time in the blind. I started waterfowl hunting when I was probably 8th grade, 7th, 8th grade. Uh, waterfowl hunting seriously. Um, probably after I turned 16 because I'd nobody in my family hunts so I was always begging for a ride or trying to find an older guy to go with so after I turned 16 it was downhill from there and got the sickness so yeah I started burning through gas oh, bur burning through <laughs> gas burning through money you, you name it um I first started around sixth grade um with one of my best friends Cole you know who you are um <laughs> Him and his him and his dad out on um, a blind draw at Smith Lake here. That was my first duck hunt. I had no clue what I was doing. I was I I hunt I hunted before like small game and stuff, but this was my first time at being introduced into waterfowl. And I uh, remember one time, Hen Mallard comes into the spread, and they tell me to me the only one got to shoot, and I was the only one who shot, and I killed it, and it was the best moment of my life. I felt so <laughs> proud of myself. It was so awesome. I fell in love with it immediately. And then I just kept hunting with them more and more. And then I started branching into these guys, Tyrell. And then it started growing from there. So, yeah. So then how did, like, you all meet then? How did... School. I mean, through school. Through school. But then was it waterfowl hunting that, like, kind of, like, you knew this guy waterfowl hunted? Or did you, were you guys in sports together? Or? I think that's kind of exactly how it went. Riley and I, at least for Riley and I, knew each other from, from ag class and mm -hmm. shot trap together. We had always hunted together with a couple of my other buddies and kind of just started picking a guy up along the way. Just was this middle school then? This was more toward high school. More high school. And yeah, like my, my freshman year. My freshman year, my sophomore year, I was driving. It got this. Got this. Use all I got money on. Oh yeah. Jacks. <laughs> we had the uh, Chevy Tahoe, and we would oh, load man. the sucker down front to back, full of decoys. Put decoys in our laps, and <laughs> people in the seats holding decoys. And yeah. For the one guy who was 16 that was able to drive everybody. And around. your parents just they just had let you go. They yeah, they were like, well, at least he 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 likes doing this. They they know. Yeah. I feel definitely the same thing. I think especially especially these guys who are the same age as me. Me and Mike had wrestled together, and Cam and I played baseball together, and Riley was the first person from Smithville I ever met. So <clears throat> we were close before, but I feel like after we started hunting together, we definitely spent more time together and just got a lot closer through hunting, I think. It's kind of funny, though. Like, this is our first season, really, all of us hunting together. Like, <clears throat> the five of all us. Of, not all five yeah. of us have been hunting together for years. Really? Strong, as like, strong as we have this year. A hunt or two every once in a while when you when you got a hot field and need another gun. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing like, like, we've been going, we've been over a dozen times all of us this year. This like is, we're doing everything together. This, this is the most I've hunted in a season. Hmm. I've had, uh, I've made time this year to take is some that, time to why hunt. Why is that? 
I've just I've just tried to make the time to do it. I know that I've got uh, two years left of college, and then after that, I don't know what the heck I'll be doing. Yeah, so, trying to make the most of it. You think? Yep. Why do you think this year kind of you, this is a, this year of all any like you guys have gone your own ways, but now why this year you guys have hunted together more so compared to in high school you guys were here all the time. Well, like I think we kind of realized like why don't why don't we just hunt with each other instead of fighting over birds? Why don't we just all come together? Yeah, I mean, we had, like we got were a lot never, of like beef before or anything. Mm -hmm. We were. Just kind of separate hunters, like our set schedules didn't work out or whatever. You got permission on like, a lot in a lot of the same area. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, why are we doing? Why are we all killing like two birds a piece over without each other when we can come together and just kill piles and be smart with how we hunt? I think that's what that's what it seems like to me. So. You feel like you learned a lot more through that, like, just different techniques from one another? Everybody brings a different aspect mm -hmm. to the game, you know, mm -hmm. and that's in anything, waterfowl hunting, deer hunting, you know, school, you name it. Everybody's Everybody knows something else that somebody doesn't know. Yeah. What well, can you tell me about the uh, the type of hunting in this area that we're at? Oh, gosh, it's on and off. <laughs> we. Uh, what's, what's, like, the terrain like? Like, if, so if we, someone... Like, I'll, I'll share my... my uh, observations from being here so to describe this area coming to uh never seeing it before or, or anything rolling hills yeah uh <laughs> a ton of them and a lot of like kind of is there, is there river bottoms there's just a lot of trees a lot of tree lines and, and things like that and um is there yeah a, little, a lot of water around here this yeah we got smithville you said smithville lake yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, I guess it's like a big, just a massive lake. And when we were at that yep. Paradise, is it Paradise? Yep. That uh, burger place we ate this weekend, they had a big map up on the wall. And that's, that sucker stretches for, yeah, it's, covers it's a, a lot of land. 8,000 8, acres, acres of, of water. Yeah. So 12,000 acres of public land. And driving around here, I never once really saw how, seemed how big it was. But like yeah. when, once it was on the wall, oh, yeah. I was like, dang, that thing is just huge. Yeah. And, and so, like, we've, I feel like we've just been, zigzagging up and down these rolling hills all weekend and you'll see like this this pasture and this little open area and then there'll just be this little open or little pond and they're all over the place these yeah. little ponds Pond are just bonds. all over the place and that's what we're hunting this weekend and uh, is it that fairly good description of kind of yeah okay. absolutely 100 <laughs> we're very hilly very hilly and we got lots of water but i think sometimes just you know having the water and having the big variety of voice to kill birds is, yeah. is uh can help us out but also it can be a struggle because we don't know what the no, birds no. want you know yeah. just like this morning we didn't know we debated you know we want to have a field do we want to have the pond you know but we got a hole open on the pond we thought that was the best bet maybe that wasn't the best decision but we still scratched off a few birds and just as just as many big flat fields as there is hills around here too yeah, though that, that, hold, there, there that hold plenty plenty of birds mm -hmm. for uh for feed so they stick around yeah. the thing that i think a lot of us struggle with here is there's so much water there's there's not one property around here that doesn't have a pond of some sort of uh, some sort of size that would hold birds i mean massive ponds up to 10 15 acres private lakes i mean there's there's just water everywhere so it kind of makes it tough because the birds find safe places when they start to get pressured that are that are non not huntable mm -hmm. leased or you know other reasons mm -hmm. and i think even like some of those feeds like with all those hills like you could easily miss like where those geese mm -hmm. like they could easily sit in the bottom or There's, just yeah. one hill a little bit higher than the other and yeah you could easily drive right past them makes it tough to scout that's for sure yeah. how has the like getting permission is are you, <laughs> are you are you able to get permission it doesn't state? happen very often really uh it's it's even a, being locals like it's a oh, struggle no, yeah you can know somebody here and they'd be like no um, you can go offer somebody. Chance, I'd say. Couple yeah. grand. You go offer. No, you can go offer somebody a lot of money, and they will shut you down. Like that, that hesitation. Mm -hmm. I would, if somebody told me what uh, I'm about to say, I wouldn't believe them. Like if we haven't asked the vast majority of people in the county to hunt yeah. their property, uh, that's not a joke. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's just. Does, the ground is not, not existent. It doesn't. You don't come by it. But the the property we do have is is it's we, good. It's very good 
good property to hunt. We I have mean, a hand. We have a handful of good properties. Micah has good a real nice. Properties. The landowners we do have are fantastic. Great people. I fantastic mean, landowners. Without them, we we'd be sitting inside. We'd have nothing to do. We sitting at Smithville Lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We sing on frozen Smith Lake right now. Yeah. Plenty, plenty of public ground around here. Just it gets hammered, yeah, and it gets pressure. hammered hard. Mm-hmm. And we're so close to the city. You said Kansas City. We're in Smithville. We're just just north. I mean, we're thirty minutes straight north. Yeah. I mean, you could be in the heart of the city in thirty minutes. But so we get all the city hunters coming out of the city to come hunt all the public ground around where where we are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot Thank of pressure. I think a lot of the birds are smartest too, and uh, stop short and go to the city, or I guess go a little bit farther and stop in the city, go right over Smithville, and then we just sit there and watch them all day long. Yeah, they find their safe fields yeah. around the neighborhoods because with how much Smithville's grown in the past ten years. Yeah, I remember yeah, a lot of development in as a area. kid. There was mm-hmm. like three thousand people here. Now there's over ten thousand in ten years. Yep. I mean, there's just houses everywhere, and just city limits everywhere. And farmland, like, it's just it'll be, wiped out. you know, yeah, it's just farmland is just going into development. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Leading into this weekend, you guys uh, sounded like, from the conversations I've been having, you guys were a little scared. <laughs> uh, for yeah. how the weekend was going to turn that, out. Well, uh, we were, me, me, you scouted for a bit. I scouted for a bit. We were all outside. We were, yeah, we were all, all outside all working. Of us were outside. We, we were I was like brushing a blind right by the lake. None of us saw well, a single bird. I, I, had the, I had the phone call from him about seven thirty. Yeah, we gotta share. We gotta share uh, like the timeline here of how quick this all came together. So I messaged you. Is it Thursday? Thursday at <laughs> approximately two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, Thursday two o'clock, and then I was leaving Friday morning. Was yeah, like early Friday morning yeah. to drive. Over so, there. so got the phone call from you. Made a kind of a plan with the boys, you know. Said you're coming up. We want to get something planned for you. Got some more details from you. Mm-hmm. I said let's you know let's we were gonna hunt that morning. We decided well let's scout and let's brush our blinds in and get decoys and stuff ready. Um, and we had hunted um, a couple days before when I sent you that big pile picture and thousands and thousands of birds. I we're mean it wasn't loaded. like we never birds we shot birds our birds and picked up and we were still seeing birds. I mean and Friday morning. Uh, I was at work, working, working right next to the lake. He was working right next to the lake. These guys were out scouting, uh-huh. and um, we literally did not see a bird. We were like, all over <laughs> until Smith. you Every got part here. Of Smithfield, yeah. there would be birds. There was nothing at all. And we were we <laughs> From were eight a.m. to noon. We were texting back in the in the group chat like a bunch of girls talking about rumors. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's no birds. He's coming. He's we were coming. like, yeah, we're like, like the, the lake's frozen up. All the birds left over. I mean, we we went, <laughs> we went we went from like zero to one hundred. Like we didn't we didn't stop to think about like what could possibly be happening. Maybe you know maybe they're just sitting all day, which they did. <laughs> we, we just we, we just went straight to freaking out because yeah. I was like, well, we kind of feel we kind of feel the need to put you on some kind of a hunt. I told you. I told you, I was like, don't expect a barn burner, but yeah. I was like, there's, there is birds here for us to kill, and then we we were pooping our pants. We <laughs> literally had seen no birds. Yeah. Like, a, not even exaggeration, I did not see one bird on not Friday. Yeah. Until we went and set decoys. Until Derek came. I, I saw it. It was hilarious because so when I, I got there, like, I don't think there was any geese still yet flying, no, but yeah. I, like, the first conversation I had with Jack, I was telling him about how I was seeing birds kind of going into the uh, Kansas City, kind of on my way up here, and I, I kind of could tell like there was a little sigh of relief looking at Jack and thinking like <laughs> there are birds, there are birds, and right away he started telling everyone. As, as soon as you got there, I just told you straight up. I was be like, we saw birds yesterday. And I don't know if they packed their bags and left overnight <laughs> because we no between the five of us we've seen zero birds today not even not even one, yeah. and you came showed up about fifteen minutes later we were setting up decoys a flip switch there they come light switch flip oh birds are here I, I guess I don't know if you brought the birds or if you woke I, them I, up or I what but the birds I, I don't I don't know but they finally finally woke up from their nap I guess. <laughs> Yeah, they were flying all all night last night. Yeah, because I mean, we've uh, we've hunted you know pretty strong recently. We saw we've seen you know a lot of birds. And then yeah, like Jack said, it was just like like the light switch like 
flickered and there was nothing. The night before he came, it was single digits um, from about the afternoon all the way through about half the next day. And the lake, which is a major refuge and roost for a lot of the ducks and geese, about half of it froze up overnight because we had virtually no wind. So we were all afraid that the birds just just left, which they they have before. When the lake really starts to lock up, the birds will just leave overnight. And it's not long after January, the, toward the end of January, February, where the lake locks and they're gone. But yeah, that was that was kind of the, the start to the weekend. And ever since I got here Friday, we've been kind of just nonstop running around and hunting. And then this evening, right away, we made a cooking video. And and uh, yeah, been a been a busy day. But um, what about today? How did how did today go? What can people expect in the in the next YouTube video? Uh, it was it was it was surely surely slow. Uh, we had, you know, it was a really cloudy day. It was windy. It's pretty windy uh, in the morning, at least. I misting, guess. misting all day. Yeah, yeah. It was freezing, wet. drizzle, wet. Birds didn't start flying until late, ten, well, ten, ten thirty, and uh, we actually we decided. Well, we went to uh, <laughs> picked up at Rogers, and uh, just went and looked around there. I didn't even mention that. And yeah, then, we went to Rogers today. That was yeah. my first time ever going to Rogers. Yeah, we went to Rogers. Yeah. Then, of course, birds, you know, we see birds all over the place flying, you know, but all, they're all, every single one. Leave the blind. Hitting feeds, yeah. so. Uh, he said it. But, yeah. And you had, you had that, those divers, we were, we were shooting divers. <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure nobody's expecting uh, Midwest uh, cattle pond diver duck shoot, but uh, <laughs> we need some target practice every once in a while, you know, something to warm the guns up. Yeah. He shot, he shot the resident golden eyes. Yeah, <laughs> we, this, this poor golden eye has been on this pond about the past six days, and I said, said the night before when we were setting up decoys, I said, he will be back tomorrow. I don't know. I, I won't bet any money on the geese. I'm sure we'll see some geese, but this duck will be back tomorrow. And <laughs> you know, just the thing comes in here, just flying in there. It's like, That's yeah. not. He's he, he, he didn't he didn't go down without a fight. Though. He had to no, pay his rent. That was an expensive bird. Yeah. <laughs> that was a ten fifteen dollar bird. <laughs> he did he did plenty of diving. Yeah. yeah. He dove in the spread for that an is, hour. Then his wife came in a little longer later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We didn't shoot at her. No. But then yeah, then after that. We, was that the set of four after that? Have, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, four come, geese just come out of nowhere, lock yeah. up, and then just dump noise. right in. Yeah. Yeah, those geese were, the ones that we got today, they were just silent. Quiet. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They were quiet today for sure. And luckily, we were all just sitting down, somebody taking a little nap. Yeah, I was, I yeah. was taking a little sleep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I still got the shot. Yeah, that's right. You got, got it on, on video, camera, that's all so that matters. You guys can see that on uh, the next video. I'll post that on Thursday, probably. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, today was today was a lot of fun, and uh, excited for tomorrow morning. And, and you guys have been are pretty confident tomorrow morning as well. It sounds like. I would love to tell you that we're gonna burn it down tomorrow, but you know it's it's mm -hmm. hunting. You can't more confident. We, we can't. Yeah, it's been sunny on that pond. We do pretty. Good. I can but say I I can um, I can't guarantee, but I I just myself I can, I can almost bet that uh it can't I wouldn't think it'd be any worse than today I mean uh, I I, I don't like see why it would be. Like an over under over under well, how many birds? Oh, don't go. start doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't start Riley, Riley and I talked today after the hunt. We said it it will not be any worse than today. Today to, I think we made the best we could have for today. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. If I could have changed anything today, I was really debating uh, Friday night. Uh, setting up in a field. If I could have changed today, we would have field hunted, and mm -hmm. I, I would guess we would have done better. And also the forecast. Like it was supposed to be partly cloudy today, like somewhat clear skies. Yeah, and we yeah, got out there. It's yeah. Misting. I mean, it was, it was, it was dark, pretty all dark all day. It was yeah. pretty dark. So dark. I don't think that the sun ever came through. We no, couldn't. No, we no. couldn't see it shooting time still. Yeah. I mean, you could barely see the birds flying. Yeah, they, they, they looked were like in the a, clouds still. Yeah. yeah. The clouds were so low. The birds were flying in the yeah. No visibility today whatsoever. In all the fields, they were they had quite a bit of birds on them. But still, yeah. the, not all the birds got up today. No way. Definitely. I think we're near all, all of them. I mean, mm -mm. but yeah, we. I mean, we've got another a lazy day. North wind in the morning, partly partly cloudy. I think mostly sunny. 
Uh, it's gonna be. I think the high is only thirty three. A little colder. But uh, so it's gonna be a little bit chillier. Full sun though. But, yeah. Our best best days on this pond have been bluebird days with a north or south wind that blows directly across the long sides of this pond, and we typically get them to decoy well. And just hope they're gonna loaf tomorrow. I guess. And us. I've, if they fed all day today, so be it. Yeah. We hunted a pond. Uh, they're gonna want to loaf tomorrow. I'd hope. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that. That video will be up on the fall, next week uh, after this podcast next week. But uh, and then after that, this evening we had John in the kitchen making some what jalapeno? What do you call them? Call them goose bits. Goose bits. <laughs> so explain quickly, kind of what those were, and then also kind of how you came up with the recipe. Well, the recipe was just something my dad always did, and he does a lot better than I do, and puts more stuff into it. I just. It was kind of a quick last minute thing. We decided we'd do it, and uh, these guys were giving me crap about the seasoning. I guess they they claim I put a little too much in there when I was doing it, but I don't think it made any difference at all. So the hey, they tasted good. I, I thought they were pretty good, but um, yeah, like I said, it's just I'm some, very good. Just yeah, some. Awesome. I grew up around my whole life. My dad always made them, and kind of just just real simple deal. It just you let your goose marinate, duck to it. I think it's better with duck better meat for me anyway but mm-hmm. just let that marinate and we had can cutting the meat up in half inch strips and cutting those in half and jalapeno eye over here was, uh, <laughs> yeah. we did a little foreshadowing in that video where I told you not to touch your eye while you're cutting up those jalapenos I'm never going to underestimate jalapeno again <laughs> he's cutting up jalapenos and then basically you just get your strip of bacon I cut them in half just to save more bacon and you put your strip of breast on there and your jalapeno and some cream cheese and just roll them up and I put them on skewers sometimes you can use toothpicks just so you can kind of get a little bit more on there and but pretty simple and usually you you cook them over a charcoal grill or propane grill whatever but we that kind of wasn't an option and I kind of some last minute stuff didn't have what I thought I had and so we cooked them in the oven for probably 40 45 minutes or so and yeah gave them a little broil at the end and I thought they turned out pretty good and no, they're awesome. They just, just put, you put some honey on the top Yeah, there. and the honey glaze at the mm-hmm. end. That really tops it off. Yeah. yeah it was about a one-hour process. Uh, <laughs> yeah. After dinner snack, ate some chili tonight, yeah. and it was oh, it was a, chili. Yeah. it was a great dessert. Shout out to my Ketchup mom for making chili. the chili. <laughs> yeah, she was it deer. Was it deer? Yeah, that was some venison chili. It was yeah, some chili. Real good. Do we have to bring up ketchup? Had some interesting oh, noise. Oh, no. <laughs> we should ask the viewers. Yeah, ask the viewers. Please comment below. Uh, and yeah, that's a, that's another thing I didn't even mention. If you guys are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we're also uh, have the camera up here. So if you guys want to see everyone sitting here, uh, tune into the YouTube video. And then YouTube, if you guys can't don't have time to finish the podcast, tune into Apple or Spotify. So, but yeah, we, we're talking a lot about ketchup today. <laughs> a lot of ketchup conversations. So, Who brought it up in the blind? I, I think I did. Taro. Yeah. I, I I thought it was a normal thing to put ketchup in your chili. Never heard of it until about six hours. Like, I, so. I had never heard of it. It gives it a little twist. I've always been cornbread, sour cream, cheese, cheese, all that. He's over here. I'm in the same blind as him. I put ketchup in mine. I'm like, what? And then Mike is like, you've never heard of that? I'm like, no. You guys are all like sour cream. cream. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And he's yeah. like, I've never ketchup, heard of sour cream mean? in it. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, a, but I tried it. It was it was it was good. It was good. Oh I wasn't gonna knock on it. I was like, I'm up to yeah, try anything. Yeah, but it, it wasn't bad at all. Just a little more sweet. I, I think I like my chili a little more spicy. But yeah, it's sour cream in it. It was good too. <laughs> yeah, it was good too. Maybe like we discovered something: sour cream and ketchup. Uh, no, <laughs> that's a little. It's like that's like in, that's like in middle school when the kids start mixing the food around on their trays. <laughs> that's too much for me. Of the of probably. How many hours do you think we were in the blind today? Eight oh. or ten hours? Oh, oh. well, we were eight hours. We, got out we there were in we the were field at five forty. Yeah, no, we, we, were, we were five fifty-five. We were in the field at six this morning and had a two-hour lunch break and in the field till five thirty tonight. Eight nine. Eight, 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 eight nine. And I think yeah. of that time, I think we talked about ketchup and chili. For about <laughs> an hour and a half. That was a heated debate. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got into a little bit. <laughs> Never know what's going to be brought up in the. Oh, we. Lots of stories in the blinds. <laughs> Lots of non-scented detergent. No, oh, we gotta get into that. Yeah. Oh, we can you get should into comment it. below if you uh, oh, no. if you uh, put scent lock on your waterfowl gear. 
We'd really like to know. <laughs> I've only done it once. Oh, That's yeah, every time. Oh, so now now it's just one time. Once, you can't wash his sicka and, and real detergent. But <laughs> he can scent lock it. Birds care. It's sensitive. <laughs> The birds will sniff you out, I'm telling you. They'll sniff you out. <laughs> Some days it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> Some days, yeah. Dude, Micah had that picture that he showed me the other day. That He was smelling. He didn't hear the goose call. He was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Micah showed me a photo yesterday that he took. That's and pretty cool. This bird just is, look, is like... I don't know. He's going one direction, and then the, in the photo, his head is just facing right at Micah with the... Yeah, the, the bird's locked up, but his head's like at a 90 degree <laughs> yeah, exactly. angle <laughs> against his body. Our blind's right here, and we have like a few decoys. Because we were just taking pictures. We weren't hunting or anything. And the goose is coming in with the wind, and as soon as we call, just turns right to us. Never seen anything like it. Yeah. I didn't notice it, of course, but then once you zoom in on the photo, it's like, oh my gosh, that, that thing is looking right at us. Literally, yeah, that directly that at us. Makes it makes you really think what they're looking at when you're calling at the blind and you're decoying groups of twenty or thirty birds. Yeah. You got twenty or thirty birds doing that kind of thing. It's a lot of eyes. Looking for eyes, looking for decoys tipped over, looking for cords wrapped around their necks and the yeah. and floaters. I mean, you name it. Detail. It even made me paranoid today. I grabbed those three full bodies and three shells. Like I yeah. just yeah. saw this, like we might as well. Did you have you decoys know? out when you were taking that photo? I had it? two dozen solos out. So you did have decoys, so that it could have looked at uh, like the decoys, like looked at a decoy or anything, but it pinpointed where the calling was coming from. And it from. was flying directly over the decoys. Really? There was just in a little line. It was right over the top of the decoys. That's crazy. That, yeah. So it yeah, picked up where that sound was coming from. Well, smart exactly. for sure. Mm-hmm. Little pea brains got more brain <laughs> yeah. than you actually think they do. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's also an argument that a lot of what we do, we overthink. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we overthink yeah. it. Yeah, like that single that came in. The that you called out. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're all five standing up in the blind. Nobody's paying attention. Everybody's Don't just move. talking. Derek goes. Nobody move. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, Nobody in the, move. I'm in the far left-hand side of the blind downwind. Yeah. Everybody's I, I facing have, me. That's the thing. Everybody was facing yeah, me. I was, I was the only staring one, at you. I was the only one facing that. Derek, Derek says, don't move. First thing I do is <laughs> look right at the bird. And this sucker is just wings back, locked up, head back. And I say, okay, ready? Cut him! I mean, no, you didn't even say anything. No, bird. just shot. Oh, that was that instead was me. of a shot. That was me. After after I pie faced the bird, I, I, <laughs> no, probably, I was like, I was like, oh, we're shooting, so I stand up. Yeah. Yeah, we Cannon had to pull out a finisher shot on this on the <laughs> bird. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get that one on camera, so this, that's a podcast exclusive. Right oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really expect to get that on camera. You yeah, no, no idea. I, had, I was standing there, sky. like I had my camera on my arm, well, and yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I told you guys not to move, and I tried to get the camera up but I was like no there's no chance he came from nowhere I mean nobody was paying attention Why? but he said it was, a sing- it was a single goose that made yeah. absolutely no noise sound. I had a, like when I was looking that way I was talking I think I was talking to one of you guys and then I looked up and then I looked back down I was looked up again because I thought it was like a crow because there's crows <laughs> and like eagles flying around and so I thought it was that at first glance and I looked back again and that thing was yeah, <laughs> just coming right down if we wouldn't have seen him um, if Derek wouldn't have called him out, we probably would have seen him when he splashed on, on the, the water yeah. because <laughs> because he was yeah. ten foot off the ground. I mean, yeah, he was. wanted in and he wanted in bad. Yeah, even the group that actually did it, they didn't make peep. Not so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. yeah, we were just sitting there. We were all yeah in the blind. I think I don't think anyone was standing outside the blind. Yeah, I think they moaned like just once a, or twice. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike heard like one little moan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike and I heard it because yeah. other people were uh, yeah. Mike was like Shh. playing on their phones, <laughs> playing Angry Birds. <laughs> Mike I was on my Angry Birds. <laughs> my Angry Birds guy. My, it was Mike too quiet I. for too long, so I whooped out the phone. <laughs> we got a couple. I got a couple photos of you playing Angry Birds. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we did see quite a bit of birds though today. I mean, we saw quite a bit of birds, but it hasn't been probably a quarter of no. what we have normally been seeing on an average or decent day. Yeah, I agree. They were loud on the feeds. They were, they were very loud. The feeds were noisy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. But the birds loafing, the few birds that wanted to loaf, or, I mean, didn't, not, didn't make a peep. Yeah. They wanted down, but, I mean, if you weren't, if you didn't see them before they were coming in, you're you're gonna miss them. Kind of pivoting 
topics like we've been talking a lot about yeah our this weekend and things that are happening but uh what are some of the biggest challenges you guys are facing right now as like the age that you're you're at as a waterfowl hunter would you say some of the biggest challenges at our age yeah your age like some of the chat like biggest challenges accessibility to land Mm -hmm. to i mean to spots Mm -hmm. i mean assets i mean when you're young i mean like the decoys and, and things that yeah I well mean, i think even just uh you know a, a teenager or whatever you want to call us going to uh you know knock on a landowner's door and say yeah you might, a lot of people i feel not, like see, see us as you know mm-hmm. maybe immature not, immature or, uh not respectful towards you know property or uh just, just a, i think we just already get a stereotype yeah especially because pass hunters on their land have oh, a lot of a lot of reasonings we get told mm-hmm. no is because pass hunters on their land yep have done things that they didn't like of teenagers young people mm-hmm. and we we all work too so work you know work's a big thing work yeah. every time we're home from school i mean yeah we most of us um we break it out for a quick hunt in the morning and we're at work by noon so mm-hmm. we do a lot of a lot of quick hunts um that makes it tough, you know. We're, we're, we're not definitely always... lucky, though. You know, flexible, flexible hours for mm-hmm. most of us. I mean, yeah. we can pretty much go and you know to work whenever we want, as long as we go into work and get what we need done. So, just not always in the blind as long as we need to be or would like to be. Some days, I tell you, I'd say accessibility or something around that route mm-hmm. for someone our age is a is one is one of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. It's tough. A lot of you know, you're. 30, 40, 50 years old, you've got a family and a stable job for, for years and years, and, you know, you can buy your own ground, you can buy your own, le- you can have a lease, you can have you can have a decoy trailer and a hundred dozen decoys, and it doesn't matter where you hunt, you can traffic birds, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're roughing it out, not roughing it out, but we're not far from it. Mm-hmm. What would you say is, like, your greatest strength as the age that you're at as being a waterfowl hunter? Compared to other waterfowl hunters, maybe older, younger. We then, put in the work. Yeah. I mean, work ethic, uh, definitely. Scout, scout like crazy. We do. I mean, mm-hmm. we're always driving around, you know, trying to look for birds, trying to, like we've mentioned, you know, try to look for new property. Uh, I mean, somebody's always driving around or somebody's yeah. always looking for birds. How I mean, far are you guys willing to drive, like, for a spot to, to hunt? We probably have a... F- 30 to 45 minute radius of really? Smithville. Yeah. 30, 30 minute, of, I'd say. We go out of state, too. We'll drive over to Kansas. Oh, Kansas, really? We'll How go, far are we from Kansas? To the, like, to, to These the, guys have a Kansas spot. Are you? Okay. What? An hour, hour and a half. Okay. So we'll go up to Mount... Kansas itself is maybe 30 minutes. We'll go up to Mount City. Yeah, or, I mean, to your spot, right. though. Okay. We'll go up north, Mount City, Craig. That's an hour, 15 minutes north, so... Mm-hmm. That's about as far as we go. Hour, hour and a half is about Usually as far. Usually those are like invite hunts, though. Yeah. Like as far as like staying in close town, like I'd say probably 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Plattsburgh to north of Liberty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our greatest hunt, our strength, without a doubt, is we're young. We're not afraid to put in the work, and we seriously put in the work. I mean, breaking eyes. Yeah. We have walked greater distances than I ever want to walk again <laughs> to shoot to shoot no birds or a single birds I mean la- last year somebody, somebody tell the story about yeah, last opening, year opening oh, day opening day duck oh. season so here oh, here at Smithville Lake it, it's uh well, like we mentioned they don't they used to do draw blinds so mm-hmm. people used to be able to go draw blind and they get that spot for a year well they quit doing that and uh so last year opening day duck season um you know, there's a, we have a lot of like access points where it's public hunting ground. Yeah. So uh, we get out to our spot. You know, we get out there like what three thirty because there's so many. Many so, times we. Spent I didn't plan on no. We got we got there the night before just to look. We pull up to our spot that we're gonna hunt, which we hunt frequently, mm-hmm. and there's two trucks at eleven thirty the day before opening day, or you know the night before. Yeah. And we just stopped there. We started talking like, all right, well, where you know, where's another spot we want to try? And these these guys. Or open the back of like he had a a, a truck with like a uh, camper shell, you know, yeah. camper shell in the back. Opens it and looks at us. He, they were sleeping in their trucks, waiting to go, you know, duck hunt the lake on opening day. Mm-hmm. So then uh, we talk. We moved down, I don't know, half a mile down the road, 
And there's, you there's another in the middle of the night. Yeah, but there's another three trucks at this other like, access point sleeping in their trucks again. The public so like, access crap. points were campgrounds. So yeah. I called Jack. We, we like, didn't plan on hunting together, but like, you called me and told me that every spot that you had been to had been over full sleeping. because there was there was not room for the hunters that were at these points already. Yeah. I didn't plan on hunting with these guys. I had some other buddies I was hunting yeah. with, and in my in my plan of action that I had, I had an A, B, and a C plan. And I quickly ran out of A, B, and a C plan just from what Riley had told me over the phone. I didn't even check. I knew it wasn't happening just from what he had seen. And I knew that he had an A, B, and C plan. So we ended up with like seven guys uh, just because we all ran out of spots. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember. So we drove to the complete other side of the lake, and uh, there's this there's this walk-in spot. Walk in when spot. I say it's a hike, it is a hike. It is a mile and a half. They're yeah, called they're called lake access points, but lake access point doesn't mean it's a lake access point to water. It's a lake access point to uh, lake access land. around the lake. I mean, there could be ten yards before you get to the water. There could be ten miles. I yeah. mean, there's probably spots that are miles and miles to the water. I mean, there's a lot of deer hunting around the lake too. So, I mean, we had a frames on the shoulders. We had. Jet sleds, waders on. We had waders on. Oh, we we walked. We got finally got to the end of the road, and uh, you know of the walking trail or whatever, and uh, then walked through the woods to our spot, like thick, you know, thick timber, to the to the where we wanted to hunt, and uh, <laughs> somebody had the bright idea to uh, <laughs> walk all the way back to the trucks and uh, go get Jack's boat. So uh, we walked all the way back to the truck, go to Jack's boat, because we still didn't have all of our stuff. Yeah. We couldn't carry it at all. There was seven guys in, carried it in all in the first place, and then That's a lot of stuff. I said, okay, well, let's... We had two boys. Let's, I, I, we didn't even have, We had to go back to the truck anyway, so I said, let's... I mean, we were literally so tired. What did what did Onyx say how far that walk was? Because we looked at it. It was about a mile, I think. It was more than a mile. I want to say it was a mile and a half. But we it wasn't. Were walking for it wasn't like we're on Blacktop Trail. We were literally walking through the woods and, and through and gravel pasture. And, yeah, pasture. It was. It was probably what a, th- a thirty-minute walk. It was a long with time. The, with all of our stuff. With in, in head <laughs> in headlamps in headlamps at like four in the morning. Yeah, it was four in the morning when you guys went back on the way. Sweating, sweating because it's, yeah, it's it's opening weekend November, and yeah. it's normally but like that's how hard it is to pump a ground around here. You will have guys. That as I took the. the Blind draw away, you'll have guys sleep in their trucks at the hunting spots Maybe. because they want to make sure they get a spot to hunt. And they know, you know, they know the good spots on the lake. Yeah. They hunt it every time. And there's there's really only a few, like, good, you know, real, real good fire spots on the lake. Mm-hmm. So, you can scratch them out anywhere, but if you want to get on the birds, yeah. you know where to go. And those guys were there. <laughs> and the reason we didn't take my boat in the first place on this hunt is my boat had a blown engine. But... <laughs> I got an 80-pound trolling motor on the front of it. So I was like, all right, we still got to take probably a couple hundred pounds of gear because, I mean, it's not uncommon for us to throw out five dozen decoys on the lake, five dozen duck decoys, and a couple A-frames to hide us all. And then, you know, guns, line bags, you know, you name it, all the other stuff. Chairs. So I said, let's get my boat and let's uh, trolling motor from the boat launch to where we're hunting on the bank. Which is another... It was a mile and a half. Mile and a half. It was about as far as our walk, but let's... But nobody was, you know, no physical exertion stepping on the trolling motor. Just putted all the way across. Other than... Getting stuck. It was a long, (laughs) slow ride across the (laughs) lake. It was cold. Yeah, the wind was blowing against us. The wind switched. The wind was blowing against us. On the way there, and the wind switched and blew against us on the yeah, way back. And I, went on and I was so glad that my trolling motor battery did not die because <laughs> we would have been, <laughs> we would have been S O L man. We would have been so stuck out there. It was a long ride back for sure. I would say, still say, it was better than carrying that stuff through the woods and through <laughs> the pasture. And it's a reason, like I just love waterfowl hunting because you just have. You know, dumb like not maybe dumb, but just funny memories. Yeah, you know, we make together. We like, so like think, think about the stuff like, you really do to just why, go hunt. Yeah. Why did we do that? Why did we walk <laughs> yeah. a mile and a half? Looking back, we talk about that all the time. Looking back, 
We should have all went home, went to bed, woke up at eight o'clock, and went and ate breakfast with each other, <laughs> and just and just and just marked that day off the calendar as we're not hunting today yeah. because that was one of the worst choices we've ever made. But it was it was it fun was so and it was fun. funny. And during the during the day, not funny. We were all kind of we were all kind of perturbed, irritated, yeah. frustrated. Tempers were getting short with each other because <laughs> nobody wanted to carry one more decoy than the guy next to him. You know, it was it was just terrible. Looking back now. Absolutely hilarious. I mean, the, 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 the day is just hilariously stupid funny. funny. We got a funny picture oh, from it, too. Oh, man. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. hilarious. The one on the boat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, shot, we shot multiple ducks that day, but weren't re- able to retrieve any of them. Yeah, the water got so deep, and it was oh, so windy. No. They, we, know, had, we had... Uh, oh, you shot a Drake Woody. I shot a Drake Woody, and that dove and was was gone. I was on the boat. Into the red I was on the boat, um... Yeah, it flew into a refuge, yeah. and we can't go on the refuge. And then we shot another Drake Woody that I was on the boat on the trolling motor. It was belly up, and we were trolling motor up. I was reaching down to go pick him up. Flips over, dives. Never saw him again. And I don't think we shot a couple Woodies. I think I think we shot another bird that had uh, that, that goose maple leaf on us. But uh, <laughs> we we <laughs> didn't we didn't get to retrieve money. any of the ducks. We <laughs> yeah, with no geese. One flute in the blind. Riley's blowing that thing, and this this goose is. I don't even know how high. Well, you always got to bring up my flute, man. Because it's awesome, dude. <laughs> no. You can't, you can't no. be in that one. No, <laughs> yeah, I love on. the flute. I have one. You're bringing it tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, I am. <clears throat> but no, I just... Call, flute calls only tomorrow. <laughs> flute, flute's only tomorrow. <laughs> That's what I love about these guys. We just make really hilarious memories that we look back at. Like That was so dumb, but that was so hilarious. We've And we've got... Many. Sadly, and and as funny Stupid. as it is, we've, we've got more days. of those stories. Oh, we got we have much. We we, we got us that are just about hours. worse <laughs> as that story right there. Yeah, that multiple definitely worse things have happened. But can't complain. That's one of your strengths. You just exactly. Just, we we have crazy ro- things. We've rolled with a lot of punches mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Oh, the sock. Yeah, <laughs> the sock. No, no, the the, the gloves. For, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. The sock. What do you mean? Just all right, all right. Oh, so, oh boy. Okay, so we're we go hunting at Kinzora's public it's marsh. It's like the opening day of teal season or something. Yeah, and uh, we bring a, another buddy with us that like he rarely hunts with us. Like he comes every now and then. Um. So we go out early in the morning. We get set up. We're sat down. We're just gonna, frogs. We were just going to sit down there. We weren't going to go back to the trucks or anything. We are just going to sit down there, chill out. John's like, I got to go, man. <laughs> I, it's hitting me. And uh, I was like, I was like, all right, all right, all right. So uh, we go back to the truck. And, um, is it, is it, okay, now is it when you said you got to go, is it like that moment where it's like you got to go? Yo, like, yeah. Now, or is it like, no, like I got to go? We were like, gonna, I was like, well, maybe I can maybe I can hold until we get back into town. The okay. Edgerton gas a, station. Edgerton <laughs> gas station's closed. It's like 3.34 in the morning. Then he became a ticking time bomb. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, so he was like, so all the gas stations are closed. He was like, okay, I'm just going to go in the woods. He walks across the road. I'll take my waders off, obviously. About 40 yards. And, and his hey dudes, he goes down. He's he's probably gone for ten minutes, ten fifteen well, minutes. Let, let me tell the story of the walk, right? So so I I start walking in these woods, and, and there's like a, a pond up here, and then there's the road, and then there's Kinzora, which is the hunting area, and there's like water coming down, just down into like the ditch where the road I was walking. So it was super muddy, like quicksand mud. <laughs> and I, I like took a step, and like half of my shoe got buried, and I was like, ah. So I, I, I was thinking I was being smart, so I threw some rocks out to walk on across <laughs> this quicksand, because it was like six feet of quicksand I was walking in. And so I threw some rocks out, and I started stepping on the rocks, and I'm, I'm about knee-deep buried in mud. And I, I, take, I step out of the mud, and my shoes... Like the type of mud that's like suction cup? Yes, and my <laughs> shoes are stuck about four feet into the mud. Not four feet. Like You're hating. I'm like, like yeah. not, not boots, hey Yeah, and I'm, I'm not very tall, so it's like knee deep in my And my, my shoes are buried into the mud. So, and I'm like, I have to go. I'm not turning around to get my shoes right now. So then my socks, my only pair of socks, it, it's like, it, it's, what, what, what's it, September till season? Yeah. So it, it's like 70 some degrees outside. It's hot. And yeah. so I'm like, I'm wearing Nike socks. And then my socks get absolutely caked in mud after that. And before this even happened, of course, we had no toilet paper, and this is sen- beginning of senior year, COVID, you know, 
Ken had like six masks. <laughs> so masks were the wipe of choice for that morning. And that that was my story of the walk and how I got so kicked. And, uh, you can So I'm si- I'm just sitting in the truck waiting for him. And uh here comes John walking out of the woods. There's neat there's mud up to his thighs. I'm like, what the what the hell happened to you? He's like, dude, I got stuck. My dudes are gone. Everything. I was like, oh no. He's like, dude, we have to go get socks or something. I can't wear my waiter's barefoot. Yeah, I'm not gonna get blisters. This is gonna suck. And so we drive to this. We drive to the gas station in Edgerton in, in that town. That's closed. Because we were going to try to find socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? So we drive another 10 minutes all to Trimble at Trexmart there. And uh, they didn't have socks. You guys thought you were going to find socks. But, but they had something. They had like these $2 pair of thin wool gloves. How about two? How about two? <laughs> this guy... This is pre-army too, so. This guy walks out of Trex with a pair of gloves, and he comes in my truck, like, grabs a knife or whatever, and starts cutting holes in them and makes socks out of them. Like the, the thumb was for my big toe, and everything else kind of just wrapped around my heel and like the arch of my foot. And uh, you have a picture of it, don't you? I got a video oh. of it somewhere. Funny at all. They didn't slide off oh, the foot or anything. And this entire time, Hunter's still sitting in the marsh <laughs> seat in the middle of Kenzora, <laughs> waiting for his Gatorade that I said I would get him. <laughs> How long had this process taken at this point? An hour and a half. We still were there. So you guys, we you guys left him. Like so we're walking back in at shooting time. There's teal flying everywhere. There's hunters all over the place. We're walking on the levee past all these hunters. I'm walking with Calling it birds and we're just over here just walking through our spots. <laughs> it's bright outside now. For the guy that just about pooped his pants. <laughs> He's wearing gloves on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> At first they saw me sprinting across the levee and my waiters to the truck. And then they saw me walking crooked because my feet are already blistering because the gloves weren't covering everything they should have been covering. And they're, they're probably like, what in the hell you is guys, this guy doing? You guys drove to Trimble and Edgerton. Yes. That have a, probably a combined population of... 1,500 people, 2,000 people, Maybe, and you yeah. were trying to find socks at 3.30 in the morning. I saw you a flawed no, plan. Open to like eight, so. This is a flawed plan here. Oh, but anyway, yeah, that was just a story I had to share. Another one of those in the moment, think it's a great idea, it's going to work great. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, ends up terrible. Looking back now, hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. The lesson learned in, in that scenario was bring an extra pair of socks, I think. Yeah. And some toilet paper. I've never <laughs> gone hunting without toilet paper since that day. Probably got a lot. We could probably go for hours, I think, for stories. Yeah. Oh, easy. Uh, easy. Yeah. Everybody has their own story. They could tell about something they thought was funny. That'd take all night. <laughs> yeah. What's your, like, one question that you would have for, I don't know, uh, like, if you're trying, I don't know, like, what would, like, a question that you would ask someone that has been waterfowl hunting all their life? Like, what's something that maybe you have a question about? Oh, I got a lot. <laughs> I don't know, I gotta, to I got maybe, maybe if it's like career advice, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, um, uh, to become a better waterfowl hunter, like, what's one question that you would want to ask someone that might be listening? As a waterfowl hunter question, I would ask simply because I don't have anyone, don't have a lot of other people to ask. Like I said, I, nobody in my family hunts, so I'm learning it all as I go and I've, you know. When you're doing it all yourself, you learn pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's so much more to know, and especially just with comes with experience. Uh, maybe not even what I could ask or what they could show, uh, even me or other new hunters. That like there's just there's just simple things that like, do the birds really care about this? Should we spend this much time doing this? Just I don't know if there's one question exactly, but it's just sharing experience they have with the years of waterfowling from an experienced uh, waterfowler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think we come up with new questions every day. We Every time we sit the blind. <laughs> yeah. Do you really think the birds can see that decoy that's yeah. turned its head should, facing the wrong way? Do you think we should have decoys over here? Do you think we should have the blinds over here? All this, all this, all this. Like, Sim- do you think this will affect birds? Like, 
simple questions that maybe if you've been hunting for 40 years, you could answer them right off the bat. But mm-hmm. us that, you know, have been hunting for maximum four or five years, so they just don't know yet. And maybe maybe those are questions nobody knows. You know, it's just stuff we figure out on our own. And the, the greatest question I end up asking myself and all of us every time we hunt is, are we overthinking it every time? Because we, we kind of like to nitpick the spread and we everybody's, you know, got their own thoughts, but do they care that much or do they really, did the birds really look that far into it or, or how, how deeply do they look into the spread, the calling, the, the hide, all that stuff? It's a good question. I don't think anyone has the answer for that. I, for yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. I think if they did, there'd be a lot more dead birds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the limits may not be as high yeah. as they are. <laughs> I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe some like scouting tips. Maybe I mean we really just we really just go drive. I mean I know that's what a lot of people do, but I think maybe uh, like I don't know when's the best time or when you know where to start. You do you start at you know where you, where the birds are roosting and follow them for forever until mm-hmm. they land, um, and then you know go knock on the you know person's door or do you. You just sit like where you think there's a majority of birds, and I mean I think there's a lot of ways to do it, but what's the most effective way of, of scouting without burning through two tanks of gas? Tanks and tanks and tanks of yeah. gas. Yeah. And then uh, last question I always like to end with um, is like yeah you guys are in a stage of your waterfalling career you could say um, compared to different stages than others, and others are. Uh, a little further in their career than yourself but what advice would you give to someone um, maybe or to anyone that you've learned over the years of being a waterfowl hunter find good partners mm-hmm. find your group yeah 100%. especially 100%. like you said newcomers right yeah you can't do it by yourself <clears throat> or, any, or anyone I, I think if, yeah. if you're getting if you're new into the game you can't do it by yourself you, everybody says go buy you a dozen decoys and and try to find a good spot just doesn't work like that there's there's more work than one guy can do by themselves you get you know you hunt five guys just for example everybody's got a dozen decoys now you got five dozen you know now now you also do have five guys you got to worry about hiding but the especially with just how expensive everything is you can split the cost five ways not saying everybody has to share decoys buy them buy buy your own decoys but when you hunt together, you've got you've got multiple people calling. You've got you can critique other people. Just hunting with other guys is the way to go. But make sure you like them because yeah, things can go group. south pretty quick. <laughs> and everybody everybody's the most dedicated is this entire group too. Sharing stuff is sharing the stuff is the best the best thing. Don't uh, don't uh, give up don't give up on it. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have when you start out, you're going to have very rough hunts like you are not going to have fun some hunts when you first get into it you're going to be all over the place doing all this work all this all that for no return no reward i've done it we've all been there i don't and think you, too many times and you're just like why am i doing this like what like why should i keep doing this mm-hmm. but it's worth it in the long run it's i totally didn't probably don't give up on it but what what kept you in it? What kept you the hunts like we had the other day? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, the, uh, just the just couple getting, times a season, just having fun. Yeah, just yeah, just having yeah. fun with for all me, of us. For me, it's more the people I hunt with. I mean, yeah, yeah. What it's so much defined fun for you guys when you're you just on a hunt. hang out in the blind, yeah. just talking. I mean, yes. just being in the blind, setting spreads together. Just, I mean, just waking up at four in the morning. It's not very often we don't see birds. We normally see birds often. We don't always kill birds, but I enjoy watching birds. Yeah. They, maybe they don't always work. Maybe they work halfway and, and you know, don't, don't commit. But watching birds and watching birds work is, is awesome. And then now to really wrap things up, what's next? What, what's being a hunt tomorrow? Well, yeah. <laughs> we've got, after that? We've got one day left with you. We've got big, big plans, big dreams for tomorrow. We're going to try to put them through. Duck season closes tomorrow. We all go back uh, to school in a week. We all go back to school in a week. So season for us is probably, probably wrapped up um, after next week. What do you guys do to kind of 
fight the, the duck depression and, and things during the off season. Uh, can, you, can you fight it? Because yeah. I, think, I think about it all Watch year. Watch videos. <laughs> <laughs> Watch videos. Yeah. 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 Or, or go spend a lot of money. Yeah, you guys yeah, that's, that's, that's when you start. I mean, we got Rogers 15 uh, well, after, minutes away. After the season, those have a major sale. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. you can just you can go up there, and it's just crazy. I mean, they just, everything's on sale after season. It's crazy. Obviously, summertime, you know, we yeah. all we all fish or, you know, yeah. hang out, bonfires. You go know. fishing trips together. Yeah, fishing trip. Turkey hunting is what gets me. Turkey hunting helps a lot. Shed hunting, early spring, coyote hunting, you know. There's other things to do, but it's not duck hunting. It's not waterfowl hunting. Well, you guys happy with that? Yeah. That's good. good. Yeah. All right. That was fun. Yeah, that, was that was good. That was, that was a good one. So, uh, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Campus Waterfowl Podcast. Um, yeah, really, really appreciate you guys' support all season long. Uh, stay tuned for these upcoming hunts and the cooking video as well. And then also uh, the videos that are going to be coming out all throughout January, February, and then into even the off season. So, um, look forward to sharing what's coming up. But yeah, that's going to do it here uh, on this episode. Uh, thank you guys again and catch you guys on the next one.